This is the Trans Talk for Men podcast. A show about transamory and trans advocacy. Made for transamorous men by transamorous men. We provide real, unfiltered advocacy for the transamorous man. And the women we love. I'm Eric. And I'm Chris. And, and the, the podcast, podcast starts, starts now. now. Starts now. now. Right now. Get ready. It's happening. Okay. <laughs> it's already happening. It's now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just want to, you know, give a shout out to everybody protesting out there and, you know, uh, give our condolences to the family of George Floyd, a uh, Houston native. Um, just want to give our condolences to them out there and, and thank everybody who's who is, if you're listening to this and you went out there and protested, thank you. And, you know, keep on protesting because, you know, we got to. We got a long way before we get America's police, uh, uh, police, you know, to to even think about accepting the notion of reform. So, yeah, um, you know, black and black people are being shot in the street, and it is not a good thing. It's been happening obviously for years. Amer- black Americans have been getting killed legally for you know decades in this country, and you know, the just latest form of it is just through police. You know, yeah. no more public lynchings by anybody they have to have a badge on now so right um i will give a shout out to uh the seattle police department i just saw my very first instance of a good cop stopping a bad cop from doing something bad i've never seen it caught on tape you know this is the the i didn't see that the, the 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 unicorn that people always talk about well all the good cops all the good cops well i finally saw one on tape and he some asshole officer really thought it was a good idea to put his knee on a man's neck during a protest about a guy who died having a knee on his neck. That sounds about right. Yeah. It sounds, sounds, sounds about right for America's uh, police. You know, they do dumb things, but, uh, shout out to that. Whoever that Seattle police officer was, that stopped his fellow officer from causing yet another round of riots. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to him because I've I've really it's 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 talked about but I've never seen it happen so but um outside of that thanks everybody for protesting you know we got to keep it going and and, and don't be wor- too worried about the rioting and all that stuff don't let that scare you from supporting the cause and getting out there on the streets and making your voice heard um, you know politicians and lawmakers really need to hear the people's voice and. Not only the politicians, but, you know, uh, business owners as well. Yeah. And not, you know, small business owners, but, you know, these corporations, you know, like the Targets and all these, like, it's time for them to back up the people, the people yeah, that well, shop at their stores, the people that work for them. It's definitely know, not the um, fault of the small business owner. No, 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 definitely not. But there are larger companies that, you know, uh, uh, use and abuse our communities and our minority uh, uh, citizens take advantage in certain ways and um yeah so well real talk I, i'm i'm happy with what i'm seeing out there uh riots or not riots do not bother me one bit um, um it definitely doesn't uh, uh 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 i'm not shaken by it but you know one thing that 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 i have been doing i've been going through my social media man and i get rid of anybody if 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 you are a friend of mine on social media and you are white and all you have your only commentary about this whole thing is rioting you are gone <laughs> so i have been blocking and unfriending people all right and left because i don't need racists in my life like yeah. 
You can just get the fuck out. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's yeah. that kind of bullshit I don't need to tolerate or put up with. It's definitely got the white people incensed, and they shouldn't. Yeah. Be, so, but you know what? I'm loving all the the allies that are sh- that are showing up. Like people are speaking up, and I'm like, yo, I, I appreciate that shit. Like, and you know what surprised me was all the a lot of the how many of the white trans girls that I follow on Instagram or that follow us through the show. Like when I'm on the account and I'm looking at their like looking at all the stories at the top of Instagram and a lot of them are really speaking out, you know, with Black Lives Matters and, you know, standing up and, you know, a lot of well-known influencers and porn stars and whoever else has a lot of followers. They're just like, I mean, they're really calling out the racist in their followership, which is great. Well, hey, you know, the trans sisters, they know what's they know what's up and they know what it's like to be oppressed and part of the oppressed community. For I sure. mean, and yeah, I, I'm. I was surprised because, I mean, I got to be honest, white, and if y'all listening to this right now, the, the trans community is not a community known for uh, for for doing right by its black membership. So, like, yeah, the black. segregation within that community, I thought a lot of people would just not care and be just as dismissive as some other members in their community. But, uh, the, I mean, it's a lot... It's, I've been surprised that some of the girls have been showing up. And I'm just like, okay, cool. That's dope. Let's keep it going. Sorry to cut you off earlier there. But, yeah, it's it's really just been, I've been blown away by the no, support I mean, that I've seen from a lot of uh, members of the community who I've never heard heard from before, which is great. What, 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 the fuck do, what the fuck do I have to say other than I support you and the protests and hope that everybody stays safe and hope that we can actually make a fucking impact. And when I say we, I mean we as people, as the small guys, as not, not like I said, once again, not as like white people and whatever, but I mean, speaking for the minority, speaking for the people who are disenfranchised in this country, speaking for the oppressed, the murdered, the voiceless, that kind of thing. And I'm all about it. And I wanted to give that for you because I don't have a pot to piss in other than I support you. So, And your support, as always, and just like any of our white allies, is appreciated. Happy that everybody uh, is supporting us out here and, and, you know, making their voices heard because, you know, they could just sit back and say nothing. And a lot of people are really stepping up. And if you look at those protests on TV, like, I mean, it's, it's a very mixed crowd in a lot of those cities. Yes, it is. Which is good. Yes, which, is, which is always good to see. So, not saying, you know, I'm just happy that everybody's starting to come together around an issue that they're starting to see that affects everybody. So. Yeah, no kidding. So Definitely a shout out to, for all that shit. You know, this is, it, it's, it's time. And I'm glad people are stepping up because things need to change. And uh, it feels different than it did when Trayvon Martin was shot and feels different when than when Michael Brown was killed or, you know, um, you know, Philando Castile. Or, I mean, there's a laundry list of names out there, but it's just, you know, Alton Sterling. Like, there's just a lot of people out here that just get killed and it's just the rioting and it's usually just coming from the black community only. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we got a lot of other people upset and I'm, I'm appreciating that right now. Yeah. It, it is. It is. This... This shows our country being more unified than ever. Like, <laughs> real talk. Yeah, this but, is what fucking unity of the people and of the poor looks looks like. Cause yeah, but unfortunately, we're all poor. <laughs> unfortunately, we this is 
it's a, it's unfortunate that this is what is unifying us. Um, it yeah. should be it should be something better. I mean, I'm glad to say that there is unity. I, I hear you and I, <coughs> I get you, but it, it shouldn't be that the only thing that we can be cohesive about is stop killing us. So yeah, right. Well, I mean, at least the us people are starting to feel like they're a part of the us now, and it isn't just black or brown people. Yeah. Um, but anywho, yeah. Uh, but thanks uh, for you know listening to that, everybody out there. We just had to get that you know get that one in you know because uh, that's what's happening out here in the world. So, but it is uh, literally without... on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but without much further ado, we're gonna move on to. We have a guest on the show today. We we're do. Just gonna, we're just gonna kick back. We're gonna talk about a lot of different subjects. We're gonna talk about some relationship questions and just questions in general. And we're just gonna get everybody's thoughts. And it's, it's gonna be a dope conversation, y'all. Yeah. So Eric, if you wanna, you can introduce our guest. Certainly. So our guest today is Celestria Zapeta. Uh, God, I hope I said that right. I don't speak Spanish or Portuguese. I can't tell the difference between the two. I don't mean what. That I, I I mean, have you listened to Spanish and Portuguese like in small blippets? They sound the same. Full full disclosure, yes. <laughs> but that's just because of uh, my proclivities when it comes to adult content. I've, well, I'm just I've I'm, heard yeah, quite well, a bit first, of Portuguese. First of all, when it's when it's adult content, it's Portuguese. Uh, so <laughs> let's just get that out of the way. If you're hearing what you think is Spanish in adult content, it's not. It's Portuguese. Um, but uh, Celestria, welcome. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Celestria is on Instagram. Yeah. She uh, found us there, and we got to speak in there. She also um, is on a radio program out of New York State. That is. WHPC ninety what? Wait, it's in New York. It's no, in New York City, right? Uh, no, I actually live on Long Island, so I live really close to New York City. But okay, yeah, I live on no, the radio station can't be heard in New York City, or is it just in Long Island? I want to say solely Long yeah. Island, probably just Nassau. Okay. Okay, there you go. All right, so it's it's ninety point three. Uh huh. Ninety point three. Ninety point three in Long Island. If y'all That's... listening and y'all in Long Island, check it out. WHPC. <laughs> How long Real have you been in uh, the radio game, by the way? Um, I've actually only been doing it for the past six months. But people have been telling me for years. They're like, you have a great voice for radio. You should get on radio. You should do communications. And I'm like, okay, I guess. <clears throat> and then I finally had the opportunity. So six months. <laughs> well, hey, that's that's cool. I mean... You know, I've, I, I've actually had people tell me that I have a voice for radio. And I'm like, really? I'm pretty shrill. So, well, um, no, you do have a voice for radio. It's, it's, I feel like it's one of those voices <laughs> that has to be soothing to the ear that you want to listen to. Because there are voices that are annoying, and I'm like, the answer is now. I don't want to listen to my voice when I'm not on the podcast talking. I'm not talking because I don't want to hear the voice. <laughs> That's so, so funny. Um, but uh, Chris will tell you, I'll just text fucking paragraphs to not be on the phone so <laughs> yeah. i'll just text a goddamn book he's report. a paragraph texter that's oh sure. i'm such a paragraph texter <laughs> but <clears throat> i can't stand the one word response okay no oh, that irritates me. Um, irritates me i'm like <laughs> if you don't want to speak just let me know all, all i ask is like even <laughs> even on that is it just k great k that works k fine k i'm happy with that like just two more words that's it that's it not, i think it depends k. on what i send like if i send you a number of questions within a paragraph text and you only acknowledge one or even less than one 
I'm looking at you. Oh, like, I'm confused. That. Do you want to talk or? I can't. I can't do that. I can't do. Okay, so you you just sent a bunch of questions in a paragraph. Well, yeah. not like that. You know when you're getting to know somebody and you just want to get to know each other and it's like the energy. Oh yeah, flowing. yeah. It's like that. Ask some questions back and forth. But I'm not saying like you're a friend you know, of four years. You're like you I have that. some questions to ask you. I mean, it's good that you do that though, because I'm not gonna lie. A lot of we're gonna get sort of off track here, I guess. I don't know. A lot of the girls that I encounter on these dating apps have very shitty conversation uh, skills. Yes, they do. Uh, a lot of people have shitty communication skills, and it's such a shame. Now that's that is cis and trans women. Yeah. Like women in general. That's women and men. Like the guys it. have to like put in the like. Well, true. Well, I I would say like this: if the guy really likes you. He's going to do what he can to keep that conversation going and he's going to be around and it's just like or he's going to send a lot of times with some ladies just like pulling teeth because like I'm asking all the questions to get the comment. OK, what what else, what else can I think of to keep this conversation going? And but Chris, it's it, just like, ugh. it never it never changes. I text Natalie all the time and I'll text her three questions like, hey, what are we having for dinner? Hey, do you want to watch this movie? Hey, uh, is it cool if I swing by the store on the way home or whatever? And she'll be like. I want Chinese for dinner. And I'm like, that's cool, but what about the other questions, goddammit? This is what I was saying. This is what I was saying. I, was I like turtles. I like, oh my god, I like turtles. I, that's, I mean, that's always my response is, I like turtles. <laughs> that, <and> <laughs> all boy. Where is that boy now? We need Actually, to track he, him down. He did an interview uh, as an adult, and he's like, I mean, as a as a young adult, and this was a few years back, but he's like, I don't really remember what I was thinking. He's like, I must've just been thinking about turtles. And I'm like, no shit. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't like to say it again. Like, say it again. I felt, I felt bad for him because he didn't have anything to say. Cause he's like, oh. like, this is the, I like turtles boy. And he's like, yeah, I became a meme on accident. So that's how they all become. That is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them are by accident. That's true. So, all right. Well, let's. Uh, right. uh -huh. What do you say we actually get to? Want to uh, dig into some conversation? Yeah, I suppose so. That Ooh. isn't totally. Text all right, related. all right. This first one's a heater. Okay, you, you first throwing one it out is there. Is a heater. All right. So, true or false? Oh, okay. True or false? It. It's okay for a man to keep his status as trans or a secret from his family until he gets a girlfriend. Oh, this is difficult. Ooh, this one's difficult. Because this isn't just a true or false. This has more depth to it. Um, sure, but it's it's still a it's still a true or false and based of your true. opinion of. Okay. We we can get into the depth. We don't expect you to just give us a K answer. Um, okay. True or false, K. I say. Is it true? That I I say it is okay, and the only reason I say that is because. In modern day society, the way everything is, yes, while we are being more and more accepted, I feel like men's, the masculinity of men is very sensitive and fragile. It is not. Oh, God, it's a lot. Fragile. I've seen a lot. It, it is no, not. You, shut you up, you're fragile. wrong. It's fine. I'm a big, strong man. I'm a big, strong man. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but, you know, like, um, I think it's completely okay because one of the things is if you're not serious with somebody, there's no reason to introduce. I'm a big believer in that. Like if I am not serious about this man, there's no reason for me to introduce him to my mother, to my father, to my family, mm -hmm. you know, th th I'm not going to waste their time like that. 
and I. But this isn't introduce him to your family. This is him, at least telling his family and friends that he is attracted to trans women and that he dates trans women. So having that conversation with people, is it okay for him to wait until he got somebody? Or do you think guys should just say it right off top? Because some women out there think that full openness, period, no matter what circumstance, is the way to go. Well, yes, because I think and I'm comfortable. Some people think that. So I guess, yes, I agree, but I can also understand why you wouldn't, you know? So, mm-hmm. okay. I guess. Well, I could definitely tell you I'm not having that conversation with. Uh, uh, I'm not having that conversation with my mother <laughs> until I. Uh, until I am in a serious relationship. Um, I just also don't feel like the people that you're attracted to is anybody's business until it becomes something serious. That's also. That's true. That's how I believe too, but you know what? Not everybody thinks like that. There are some, uh, uh, let's just say people in the political world who are just like, no, guys should just be out and open. They should tell everybody all the time. It's just like, okay, well, let me monitor when the fuck I tell people my personal business. Like, yeah. It's, it's, there's there's really judgment out there for trans amorous men who yes, pick and choose when it is an appropriate time to talk to people about their sexual attraction. Mm-hmm. So that's that's re- that's the reason why I asked the question because I wanted to see where you stood on this, and you know it's always good to have that conversation with more women to see where they stand. Oh, on, no, completely. On I don't know. I'm a very understanding When is it okay so to give your status? I try to see, like, the man's point of view and what it would be like for them. And I already know, like, me personally, mm-hmm. having to go through the entire conversation and put myself out there, I can understand mm-hmm. the nervousness, the slight embarrassment, the slight anxiety you might feel when you have to have that conversation. So I feel for them. But Ooh. I don't know. I, I personally think when you're in a serious relationship, and you want to be open about that person being transgender that you are attracted to people like that. Because the minute you say your girlfriend is trans, mm-hmm. that's it. You're attracted to trans people. Like, you don't have to go through the whole rundown. Yeah, true that. So, true I don't know. That. I just feel like that's true more of an appropriate that. time than to just wake up one day as, like, a 13-year-old little boy and be like, I think I like T-girls. Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it's just, I was that 13-year-old kid. Well, 13-year-olds do have access you know, to the internet, so it's possible. I didn't say that it at 13, possible. but I certainly <laughs> woke up at 13 and was like, oh, no. Um, it was like, it was oh, a yeah. big existential... Oh, I mean, it, was, it was definitely, oh, yeah, in private time, but it was a huge existential problem for me for a oh, long time. Oh, I bet. Time. You probably questioned um, your sexuality. Well, That's what most men do. I questioned I think, um, everything. Well, to, to all the guys out there who are listening to this, you know, I would definitely tell you guys that that fear is bigger in your mind than it is in reality. Yeah. No shit. And the people that love yeah. you will ride yeah. with you no matter what. Like, you won't have problems. Like, my, I'm, I had no problems out of any of my friends and nobody ever been disrespectful towards me because they're my boys. They still love me no matter what. Same with, you know, my sisters and cousins and all that stuff. Anywho, uh, I'm oh. saying, yeah, I'll talk to him when, whenever I get somebody. But I definitely wouldn't hide. If I were dating somebody, I wouldn't hide. Oh, no, completely. I don't think it's I appropriate. Wouldn't. I don't I don't play them games because that's some bullshit. If you have the balls to be with that person in private, shit. you should have the balls to show that person off in public. Absolutely. Absolutely. Be proud of what it is that you're your dick into. We, 
Yeah, I, we call I, those guys uh, uh, four star guys on this show. They are that, yeah, that don't the come DL out. guys usually named Chad. They're oh. bros that are have ma- have fragile masculinity oh, yeah. and uh, no, uh, you know they're out to protect man. themselves for some reason. Yeah, yeah, those guys. Oh, jeez, yep. <laughs> Oh, you got now you well, got Chris in PTSD oh, mode. So. Uh, not PTSD because it's never happened. Yeah, I know, but oh, it never cool. will. It's pre PTSD. Uh, yeah, it is pre PTSD. So. Always quote Boondocks, uh, the the mantra that they say on Boondocks, where it's like, "The booty is mine. You cannot have this booty. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> it belongs to me. It belongs to me. You can't have my booty." Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris, Chris thinks Chris thinks he's all top. He just doesn't know. Oh, that. oh, oh wow. Man. That's so, well. I mean, I'm all bottom. I don't he, top. I don't like doing that. That's just not my thing. So, well, there you go. So, see, there you go. See, there are people out there that are just straight. Oh up no, bottom, completely. Man. I know so many girls that are like that. <laughs> nope. Oh, so. You're, you're Look. getting it. You're getting it up the booty, Chris. I'm telling you, one, <laughs> one of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna set it up, Celestria. Never. If you know anybody, if you have nope. any friends that are into topping and that are just just for fun, I know this is not PC, but it's no. our podcast, and who cares? Um, no. But who are particularly well endowed, let us know because Chris needs a date. Chris, so, I think you um, discover that on your own personal time, and then when you actually want to pursue that, you let me <laughs> I'm know. Good. No, oh, no, 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 no. That's I not how this works. She just, she, even I wouldn't want to be in that situation. She just <sighs> gave me, our guest just gave me the fucking K response of texts. She's just like, K, no! Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we're not, we're not doing that. Yeah, yeah. I'm Never. just, I'm just so, fucking teasing. <laughs> we do have a, so, um, yeah. Celestria. You know, uh, living in this, uh, being involved in this world yeah. of trans and and the politics there within, especially uh-huh. on social media. Tell us, what do you think? What do you think? Like, okay, you find a guy, you think he's cute, you check out his Facebook, and you see that he has, I don't know, let's just say he has like fifty or sixty trans female Facebook friends. What do you think? Does does that affect well, your opinion of that I'm guy? I'm gonna be honest. When like I like a guy, I really don't go through their friends. I don't snoop around like that. Like I look at your photos, and then I get to know you. What you do in your private time, like who you are and how you speak mm-hmm. to me, will show me a lot of who you are more than me going through your friends list. But mm-hmm. let's say I did go through your friends list and find fifty to sixty like other transgender women. Honestly, I would think you're a chaser. <laughs> I would think this is a fetish. I would think mm. you clearly like tea, like tea girls, but at the same time, I would still talk to you and just feel you out. Because I'm like, you can usually tell when there's a guy mm. who's genuinely interested in you versus a guy who fetishizes you. Mm-hmm. So what 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 is the what is the tell? What is the difference between that? Because a lot of guys have difficulty walking that line and they have the difficulty walking that line because it's you know this is trans girls are what make them sexually aroused trans girls are you know who they would prefer to be be with and whatever but 
guys don't always communicate in the same languages that women do in that in that you know yeah these are these are chicks that i talk to these are hot chicks but that doesn't necessarily mean that i'm pursuing a relationship with them or even trying to have sex with them rather you know i'm i'm talking to you and these are just sort of chicks that i follow or it might be more like maybe there's a bunch of porn stars on there and you just keep up for masturbation material it's it's a lot of times that that sort of different language of sexuality like masturbation purposes like and you're not looking for anything more that to me makes me feel like you're doing this for the fetish you know i think a huge telltale sign for me most Mm. of the time like when i speak to men so when i speak to men and they're genuinely interested in me as a human being they don't even mention sex like that they really just talk to me they're like oh what's your name what do you do where do you work what's going on like Oh, you like this, that, and the third? Like, Certainly. talk. And then, you know, if he doesn't know, we have that conversation. Nine times out of ten, they do know. But, um, you know, like, mm-hmm. we're going to go through the scenario where they do know. Um, you know, and then it goes into that, and then we start feeling that attraction. We go out, and that's when things happen. When it comes to somebody who's, like, fetishizing you, mm-hmm. for all the girls out there, the minute he starts kind of, like, ignoring your questions or not even really trying to understand who you are, and it's just like, so, are you a top? Are you a bottom? Are you verse? Do you do this? Do you have that? Do you have that? And it's all about sex. Girl, he's just trying to fuck you. Don't even do it. Go get some self-respect from Lee. Yeah, no, he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's in it for a hookup. If that's what you're looking for, do it, sis. Trust me, I suck funny as it. Hookup language. But, <laughs> you know, if you're not looking <laughs> for that. Well, I mean, hookup culture is, is, okay. is prevalent, you know? And, uh, and, 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 and uh, on a on a separate point, I would just say that you know hookup culture uh, shouldn't be looked down upon in one instance and then be okay in every other instance. You know, hookup culture is prevalent in dating apps, meant for all kinds of people. But it seems like you know in the trans community, if I wanted to be a trans if I wanted to be a trans amorous guy and I'm just single out here and I want to you know go out and have some fun, meet meet a girl at a club, have a one night stand. Uh, that really shouldn't be frowned upon, honestly. Yeah. Even if I had ten one night stands in a year, mm-hmm. so what? Yeah, it happens. This Anybody is who hookup looks culture, down man. on a hookup is insecure about their own sexuality and sensuality and the idea of intimacy. The fact that you feel that you should only be with one person for a mm-hmm. long period of time and have sex with them kind of closes you off from experiences that you can have with tons of people, and you don't understand if that one hookup could possibly turn into something more serious things happen you know mm-hmm. but that leads into you know the chaser conversation and with these face and then that's kind of where i was going with this facebook question because it's interest that was one of the things i was very interested like it was very interesting to me yeah. to find out that if women see that i have a bunch of trans facebook friends like well if they see any guy with a bunch of trans facebook friends like that is bad and i'm like oh because when I started adding, when I started accepting friend requests from certain girls or adding other girls who were connected to other people that I know, it was like, oh, okay, well, I'm doing a good thing. I'm connect, I'm making connections in the community and I'm getting to know people. I'm not in everybody's DMs. And a lot of the people I haven't had any contact with, they, you know, like my content or I may like a meme or I may steal a meme that they posted and put it on our, our Instagram account. Uh, you know, but it is... But it's interesting, you know, with the intentions that I had at first to connect with the community 
and do a little bit of networking that that is the that's that's how people that's the what the come up the takeaway from it is oh well he's a chaser he has a ton of trans women his facebook friends i don't have 50 probably have closer to like maybe 15 but even that you know i've heard some girls say uh if he's got more than like one or two yeah he's a chaser and he's just like yeah, it's, I mean, it's real it's crazy for all my friends out there crosses over man like has that. more than like first of all who cares how many friends he has that are two girls like if they're trans women like just give them a chance don't you want you don't want people to be prejudiced towards you but you'll automatically be prejudiced towards them and think they're a chaser don't do that talk to them you'll know from talking to them whether or not they're a chaser that's my opinion on that I wouldn't, I like, I would, that thought would cross my mind and I would think, oh, he is a chaser, but I would still give you a chase <clears throat> if I was attracted to you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, and, and the absolutely. way I see it a lot is there's, there seems to be a disconnect between private sexuality and advocacy at large, where a lot of, a lot of, um, from what I, from what I see is a lot of, uh, a lot of the, chaser non-chaser status tends to come from i want to have sex with these girls i want to sleep with these girls i want to masturbate to these girls but i don't want to stand up and be advocates or come out into the daylight for trans girls at all and i think that there's that that fine line between what a chaser is and what a chaser isn't so like for me uh i watch porn quite regularly and i watch exclusively trans porn because that's what i'm attracted to exclusively but i also get on a podcast all the time and try to speak to guys about being better and try to be an advocate myself and try to do the right thing and be open about this and be real about this and i can't keep i can't keep anybody else's opinion of what i am or what i am not in check that is their opinion to have of me um but i can try to do the best that i can and you know one of the things that i learned um being being in the community is a lot of and this is real this is some real good knowledge for you guys out there you really have to do uh you have to do work at controlling your narrative because people will take that chaser and spread it all over town, and now all the girls or everybody in your community thinks you're a chaser and you're and you're not shit. Um, you really have to control your narrative and and make sure people know who you are instead of letting other people tell other people who you are. You know, um, yeah. this one one and 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 it, and it happens even. It happens in other areas as well, but you know, one person has something bad to say about you, and then it just spreads around, and before you know it, you got a bad rep off of something that probably wasn't even your fault or something you probably didn't even do. But you know, it's getting the controlling your narrative, getting your story out there, and really being diligent about being in the community and and letting people know who you really are um, when it comes to all that labeling and stuff. Because these communities in each city is small, you know, and nationwide, it's even still small. Where you know we had people that you know were on the show and knew each other. And we're like, what? I didn't yeah, even I know. We all knew each other. Like, <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Small world, but uh, that 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 um, uh-huh. I'm sorry, yes, uh, C- Celestia. Do we still have you here? Did we? Oh, okay. yeah. Her ping, we her ping went back down. Yes, we didn't lose her. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, really, uh, how many of your uh, how many of your your trans uh, girlfriends 
are in relationships right now? To be quite honest, I actually, like, I know trans women, but I don't have any trans friends. Really? really? I, I, yeah, all my friends are regular women, just cis women. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I don't know why. I've met other teen girls, but they just, I don't know what it is. Like, nine times out of ten, they're kind of looking at me. Like, okay, one of the biggest things that I ended up learning while transitioning was how competitive women are with one another. Something that men don't do. Men don't really compete with one another like that. They'll stand up for what they have, but they don't compete with one another for something that, you know, like, I don't know. That's just something I've noticed. And women are very competitive. And I've just noticed, like, in New York, or at least where I'm at, some of the girls that I've met, like, yes, we'll be supportive towards each other, but we're not like, oh, let's kiki and be friends. It's very much like, that's a sale. That's a person. I want that, you know? I don't know. It's just, they've always given me that vibe of like, this is my territory. And I'm like, okay. Um, heard this. So, I, so, I, I don't know. So, why do you think that is? Oh, this is going to sound so shallow. That's okay. So I'm going to be like, it's because I'm pretty. <laughs> well, you um, can see, you can say something that sounds shallow and we can piece this out. That's, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, sometimes. You know, Chris is laughing, but we can talk about this and we can actually flesh it out because I say shit mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh, that sounded really bad, but that's not what I meant behind it. So, mm-hmm. okay, okay. So this is what I think it is personally. Um, okay. A lot of women that I've met that are trans happen to be either early on in their transition or even if they've done the full transition, they still don't pass as well as they could. And for me, like, I haven't had any surgeries mm-hmm. yet. I haven't done the whole, all that. I've done, I've taken hormones, and I feel like I look relatively good. My body looks nice. I try to eat healthy. Try to keep clear skin. Like, I take care of myself. And I feel like when women see other women that look good and men begin to pay attention to that woman, that's where the competition comes in. And it sounds so shallow to be like, it's because I'm pretty. But it kind of is because I am an attractive person. And that automatically becomes, oh, competition. This is the person that I have to go against to get that prize. And in my eyes, it's not like that. But in theirs, it is. From what I've experienced. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that's everybody. Let me say that now, because I know there'll be people that are like, that's not everyone. I know that. <laughs> Just you can my... find her on 90.3. Yeah, yeah. You can leave her. Well, gee, that's that's super that's super shallow and we're going to move right on from there. Um no. <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. Um Yeah, so it's it's interesting that that you know there is that fierce competition yet um on some levels yeah. with some people there's still a it also revulsion to the uh, well. idea of of transamorous men. I mean, you do encounter that out there where people are like, wait, you only like trans people or something's wrong with you. Yeah, well. And this isn't good. <laughs> it, it also it also sounds like a comp. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't it doesn't exist in cis women, too. But it sounds like a competition for uh, limited resources to me, almost like they think that there's a finite amount of resources or that guys only want one particular type of woman or only want this body type when there yeah. are guys from there are guys from a to z that like everything in between they like 
they like yeah. a taller girl or a shorter girl or a girl with more curves or a girl with less curves or yeah. blonde or brown hair or red hair or black or Asian or Latino or white or anything like that. And we all fall on this this spectrum of there will be things about different people that are more catching to your eye personally than there yeah. are about other people. And it doesn't make the other person less valid. It just simply yeah. means that there are different tastes for different people. And True. there tends to be that competition as if though there's one cookie cutter idea of yeah. what a woman should be or should look like or how she should be or, or this and that when it isn't that case. And unfortunately, that's what seems to create that competitive nature. And uh, we are fully aware of the competitive nature within the trans community and that it can be uh, really competitive amongst the girls. And we want to, I definitely want to say that. And we want to say that girls don't do that. Don't compete against yourselves, join forces, support your sisters, work together. Exactly. Besides, the more you guys like each there. other, the better chance we have of getting a threesome. So... <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. I went off the deep end. <laughs> you, you, you knew where I was going to don't, don't sit there and act like, Oh man. No, nah, no, nah, both of y'all was on that. <laughs> oh, you know, you heard me. I was like, have an orgy. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, cohesive unity. I, I yeah. think the the competition is probably like, it's not typical within men's, but within men, within the male population. But I think it, in this particular situation, I think competition is still pretty fierce for on the guy side of things because um, it is a finite, it is a very small pool of women, not only in the community, but there's, there's still, you know, once you get in the community, then you get even less women from there that are actually interested and ready for a serious relationship. Sure. So at that point, you're dealing with even smaller, you know, a uh, uh, piece of a piece of a community yeah i mean we're we men definitely have men definitely have the potential to be incredibly competitive but i think celestria made a good point where it's less of we're going out of our way to compare you and more we're trying to get a piece of the pie and then we protect mm -hmm. our piece of the pie follow the trans talk for men podcast on instagram twitter facebook and youtube We'd love hearing from our fans. You can also reach us at TransTalkForMen at gmail.com. Okay, we're going to jump on to a new, a new topic that's definitely going to generate some more conversation here. Uh, so, first-timers. First-timers. <laughs> Are they dating material I, we, or no? We already, we already got the answer. Did you hear the ooh? <laughs> Talking on out, our our first timers dating material. Um. Okay. <clears throat> when I had a grinder, <laughs> one of the biggest things, uh -huh. like my, there were three things that I put in my bio, and it was no down low, no first timers, no pick, no chat, because that's just what it was for me. I don't do mm -hmm. first timers because I feel like I've noticed that they always, for me at least, um, they always tend to have this moment after obviously the first time that they do it where they kind of like disconnect from you and they kind of treat you poorly at like after they listen once you come you have that moment of fear and regret and anxiety that's happening and you're looking around at your surroundings and you're like i really just did this 
and it's a it, you know it's a normal feeling you just tried a whole new experience but like i've okay so from personal experience i've had a guy who had sex with me for the first time and he's never been with a tea girl and the first thing he says to me like now he's sitting on a separate side of the bed for me so i'm looking at him and i'm mm-hmm. like i've been with guys like this i really don't care about it it's not that deep whatever and mm-hmm. the first thing he says to me is i'm gonna be honest with you I'm probably never going to come back and I'm never going to see you again. And I looked mm-hmm. at him and I was like, let me be honest with you. You can sit here and say that to yourself all you want, but you're going to hit me up in two months trying to figure out if you and I can hook up again because this is who you are. I'm like, so stop mm-hmm. playing yourself. And what did he do? Hit me up two months later and then we became friends with benefits for a year. Oh, <laughs> hey, there you damn. go. So do I believe so, first time happy ending? Been... No. Um... <laughs> He just wanted to have sex with me. He was not... He, he also was, like, ignorant in a certain sense because he continuously would tell me, he's like, I would date you, but I feel like the world's going to look at me like I'm gay. And I'm like, You're, how are you gay, though? I mean, mm. the world the world will look at him like he's gay, but that's a him Thank you. Like, come to terms mm-hmm. with. And let's start from that's the beginning. A, Who cares what the world problem. thinks? Well, naturally, but... Um... Yeah, they, I mean, the world will definitely think that of him, but that's that's not a you problem. That's a him problem that he has to sort out. Yes, absolutely. So it's definitely a, a him problem. Um, so, all right. Well, I, I would say. Uh, uh, oh, I guess look, let me answer the question. The, the fellas, the fellas, the fellas got to get a. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> Where you want to start if ain't nobody gonna take first timers? You do, you do. I mean, I feel bad. You want them to all get prostitutes or something, or what? I like... don't. No, that's not true. <laughs> like, listen, there's some guys that I talk to, and they genuinely have such a good personality to the point where I'm like, listen, I'm down to do this for you. I'm like, all I ask, don't be nasty to me right after. If you have an issue with yourself or you're trying to figure yourself out, do not be nasty to me because I'll become mm. a bitch real quick, and you're not gonna like that. Because you think I'm this little girl that's not going to do anything because I look like this on the third, and you're really fucking wrong. So, mm. listen, you can. I'll, I'll. I'm open to it, uh-huh. but I do not have high hopes that a relationship will come out of it. <laughs> okay, mm. well, you know I hear that I from some women that uh, me after it. you know, first timers <laughs> are definitely not popular with a lot of women out there. But it's just like no. I'm but just speaking for all the guys out here just listening to the show, like. A lot of the guys listening to this show probably have never, I'm not even talking sex, just never dated or, or had any sort of romantic connection with a trans woman ever, you know? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, this doesn't, I said this, I said dating material. This wasn't just, you know, sex material. This is, you know, a prospective True. long-term mate that you would bond with on a spiritual level. And it's just like, okay, well, if he's never had that experience before, do you think it's possible? Is this something that would you just say, no, you're a first timer. I can't even consider you as an option. No, that's not true. Okay. I, I, I consider <clears throat> them as options. I just think it depends on where your head's at. If you're looking mm-hmm. at me and it's only a certain thing that you're looking for and you're just mm-hmm. being ignorant about the whole, because most nine times out of 10, what I've seen from first timers mm-hmm. is that they hit me up and they'll automatically send a phallic picture. And I'm looking it's at it, and I'm like, pick. okay. And then they'll be like, you want to do this on the third? And I'm like, no. Why? Mm. First off, why do you think that this is the type of girls that we are? Because of porn? That you think that this is what we love to do? We were born and raised to get fucked. <laughs> like, 
Honestly, honestly, they don't know any well, better. Yeah, they don't. All, I think all their experiences the have to do with girls getting fucked, really. I mean, it's either yeah. porn or uh, sex workers, really. That's, the, yeah. that's yeah. the entry point for a lot of guys. And I'm not saying that to excuse uh, idiots who are hypersexual douchebags, but um, it's really just to explain how the problem got to be where it is. And, you know, a lot of this stuff is a lot of the issues between, not between, but, you know, a lot of the issues in this community with trans amorous men and trans women, a lot of these are kind of like cascading where like A leads to B leads to C, you know, it's like the world discriminates. Now trans women can't get work. And then a lot of them end up having to go into sex work. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of men's, you know, their their entry into the world of trans women is through sex workers. And now True. women have a problem with all these guys who are all about the sex only and they're they're only they're comfortable with the level of relationship that they've been given by sex workers. And it's just like but I just I just see a lot of things building up to a point where it's like, well, why are all the men like this? And it's like, okay, well, but some of the women are like this and it's like, well, why is that? And it's just you keep going back and you just figure out like a lot of things are really connected in how society is set up right now uh, and how the community, how the trans amorous male community and the community of trans women are are set up. And obviously we're trying to do our part to raise up a lot of these guys to a whole new level so that they have the language and understanding that they need to actually be good mates for trans women instead of just hypersexual douchebags. Mates. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we are definitely trying to educate men through this show and, you know, give them a space and, and, and set an example. But, um, you know, everybody does start from somewhere. Uh, I could definitely tell you me even eight years, eight years ago, probably, you know, I didn't have I think I've, I've learned so much over the past few years. Like I just I was in a different place in terms of my language and how I thought about stuff. Um but you know that I would say you know it, guys can level up. It's just you know those first timers when they just don't know. And I mean truth. me as me as a first timer, I didn't approach things with sex. I was really approaching things with a relationship in mind. But that's not everybody. That's the truth. Mm, yeah. Well, Chris definitely does play it cool. Um, to be I certain. date and, with you know, intent because I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> there. <laughs> there, there is no, there is no excuse for for what happens, and this is not me to say that excuse, but we're all aware that guys get super dumb when they're horny. Yes, they do. So like, it's just, it's a matter of, and this isn't even up to the women, and this is not me saying that the women have to be on guard for this or understanding of this, but the guys need to be understanding of that. You get super dumb when you get super horny. Um, shit, I still get super dumb when I get super horny. And, um, and then, you know, you end up with doing dumb shit, you know, sending dick pics, which I don't think has ever worked. Oh, um, no. I mean, when I was younger and I was like a um, horny hoe, yeah. But yeah, it, it works. It works. <laughs> now People with self-respect and standards, no. <laughs> well, okay, if it works if you... If you've got something really special, but you're like, hey, girl, check out this averageness. Um, <laughs> That's not true. But, There's some average dicks uh, that look delicious. And I'm just like, okay, we could talk. Out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's definitely not an excuse uh, 
to be a horny idiot. True. Um, I think the best thing that I can get, like, best advice I can give to any first-timer is Mm -hmm. just remember, yes, you're horny, and yes, you want to have sex, but these women are still people. They're not Mm -hmm. flesh shacks. They're not Mm -hmm. sex dolls. They don't, they still Mm -hmm. have emotions. They have feelings. Mm -hmm. They're looking at you Mm -hmm. like a regular person. Mm -hmm. Do not treat them like less than that because you're insecure about your sexuality. If you're Mm going to act like an asshole, stay home and jerk off, boy, because nobody needs it. True. Mm -hmm. That's well said. I mean, I don't. I, I don't even know how to follow that. No, up. no, that's that's uh huh. Message right here, message. Shoot. Can I just say K? Uh, I, I like turtles. So how? Um, Celestria, <laughs> you, you've been trans. How long have you been transitioning? Like how long did? Actually, when did you start this, transition? Um, I started transitioning about three years ago now. I okay. think this. Congratulations! So, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. How? You know, and and this is obviously a change in your life, so. Have you ever had to deal with any acquaintances or friends that, you know, just turned out to be transphobic? Acquaintances or actually, no, I don't think so. I don't think I ever had friends or acquaintances that were transphobic. I've had coworkers that were, and it was behind Mm. my back because um, I obviously I legally changed my name. I wasn't born Celestria. Mm -hmm. But so when I did that and I was at work, um, everyone, because listen, I called a DAR before I even told my managers. Cause I was like, if anybody does anything, I'm suing this company and I'm, people are getting fired. I don't mm-hmm. care. You, you want to mess up your money? Discriminate. I had sis. I'll do it. So, um, I just had some coworkers that in my face would call me my name. And then behind my back, when they're talking to other people would call me my birth name. Mm-hmm. And then I would we'll catch them or people or my friends would tell me and I would look at them and I would confront them. I'd be like, so I hear you're still doing this. And they would look at me and they're like, well, da da da, whatever, whatever excuse they wanted to use. And I was like, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I'm like, if you continue to do that, I will call you a different name and we'll see how uncomfortable you get. Because mm-hmm. if you think that this is funny and you want to call me my birth name, like his, the boy's name was, <clears throat> we'll say Jeff. No, you, you can you can shade him on the show. It's cool. Okay. His you name do. was Gio. And Gio. Uh-huh. And I looked at him and I was like because I told him and then he kept playing it. He continued to call me by birth name. So every single time he came up I'd be like, Hello, Sarah and he'd look at me, he's like, That's <laughs> not my name. I'm like, Exactly. <laughs> so it, you see how uncomfortable and how bothered you get? You see how people look at you like you're crazy because I'm saying it in front of everybody and they're like, What does that mean? That's how you make me look, and that's how you make me feel. Mm. So I haven't had acquaintances yeah, or friends, but nine times, like nine times out of ten, every single time that I've ever told an acquaintance or a friend, they're pretty accepting. That's they're good. pretty open and understanding. Some I remember before I started transitioning, every single friend that I told though looked at me and they were like, "Finally, we were waiting for this." <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, those people who knew. So, so let me let me slightly change the question on you. Then, mm-hmm. what if? What if you say it was at work and you had a work friend and you guys were getting closer and, you know, it's that work friend relationship where you're trying to keep it work professional. But as you continue to joke around and laugh with them or whatever, it's clearly you're becoming closer to friends or, you know, they spot you for lunch one day or whatever. You know, you guys are becoming acquaintances and then becoming friends. What happens when 
you're like, I like this person. They're fun to talk to. We're having good laughs. We, uh, you know, they spotted me some food and whatever, that sort of thing. And what happens when they say something that's just clear and blatantly transphobic? Like, what do, what do you do now? Well, actually, you know what's so funny? I've actually, so my first semester of college, which was this January. Mm -hmm. um, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, I didn't tell anybody I was trans for the first couple months because I was like, you know what? I've never lived my life in stealth and I don't want to, Mm -hmm. but let me see what people have to say. Behind, you know, in front of my face without them knowing. Because I know I pass very yeah. well. So I'm like, Let, let's see what's yeah. going on. Nobody ever said anything transphobic, which was not crazy. I was like, this is great. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, I think if I did hear that, well, one, I would have a serious conversation with them about how they need to open their mind and not be as ignorant as they're acting. Two, separate mm-hmm. myself from that because I don't want a friend like that unless I really see you working on it and open to educating yourself. And three, mm-hmm. I would never let you know my situation because you clearly just show me who you are. So you would, so there's, there's, there is that part of you that would just simply continue to just not tell them that you're trans, that it's none of their business. We can be cordial. We can be acquaintances. Oh, completely. It will never, it'll never go all the way to friends and that's a bummer, but I'll just keep, keep my part to my part and your part. To oh no, that's part. the truth. Um, but I mean, it's never, it yeah, hasn't so, happened like that. So when I was working at, um, I was working at this restaurant and actually the entire situation you said did happen. I met a guy, we were close friends. We became real cool. And I kept to the book. I told him who I was and we never dated, mm-hmm. but we hooked up and we technically dated. Like we went out for eight months, every single Tuesday, what? we saw each other and spent the whole day together. He would take me out of dinner. Mm. He would pay for dinner. He would pay for the movies. He'd pay for everything. We yeah. had like yeah, that's dating. Y'all, y'all was together in his mind. Thank you. Because because he had... was paying. Thank you. His bank account so... knows y'all was together. Thank you. <laughs> so we had like our session. especially if uh huh. I say especially if you hooked up, you guys were together. Exactly. So. We had our sexual moments, whatever, whatever. The only thing is that he never could take a title. He was like, I, we're just friends. He would say it to me all the time. He's like, you and I are just friends. I don't really want anything more. Like, I do want a relationship, but not with you. Like, I just really mm-hmm. see you as a friend. And I'm like, I've never had my friend's dick in my mouth, so I'm confused. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, some other I mean, shit. He, he, he was lying. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and he was just simply not cool with the fact that you had, I assume, your dick in his mouth, too. So, oh, no. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't okay. like that. I don't do that. No, fair enough. Um, like I said, I assume, and uh, I always take that chance to make an ass out of myself. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I, I, I have to. But, you know, the... Um, <clears throat> I mean, but technically so, yeah, speaking, was... you're right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, already, yeah already he was good. uh um, yeah he was he was lying about i think he was able to be in a relationship with you know he just couldn't get over that hump of being of being afraid of society's opinions yeah. about it really i think so yeah. too i think it was mm-hmm. a huge insecurity thing and now with time having passed and me having healed mm-hmm. i'm in a better place with it but at that moment it really hurt because literally so him and I did that like him and I were friends for about a year and a half but we were like dating consistently for about eight to nine months mm-hmm. and 
when that happened, like, I just got to this point where I couldn't do it anymore. I'm like, I genuinely do want a relationship with you. I talk to you all the time. We see each other all the time. We, you know, we do this. I'm like, there's, I just don't think, see us as friends. And I ended up keeping it a book. I told him that I couldn't do it anymore. It just hurt a lot to be with him. And he treated me like crap for a couple weeks. And then he got a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, it was the biggest slap in the face. And I was like, this is crazy. But now I'm in a better space. And you know, well, you know, and that's <clears throat> that's some shit where it is a slap in the face to you and it is an insult to you and it isn't, at the end of the day, it's not your fault that he feels that way or that he did that or even that he got a girlfriend. Um, but I can almost guarantee that he was feeling pretty fucking miserable about it himself. You know, he got a girlfriend to kind of cover it up, to kick dirt over it. Um, and be like, nope, nobody saw, nobody, nobody noticed. I'm not gay. I'm, you know, big strong man, that kind of thing. And it's just, he, he's living bullshit. And um, a lot of guys, unfortunately, have that mentality of once it falls apart with the girl that they're with because they can't man up because they can't, you know, get over this whole society thing. They they try to completely cover it up. They try to completely erase it. And um, he will continue to... He will continue to live a lie. Yes, they um, do. So, uh, until he can... And I, I can I can say that with full confidence because I spent years of my life lying to myself. Um, so, I know what it's like to just lie to yourself. And it... It, it turns a sane mind mad is what it does and then you end up with the I, I don't know with all sorts of what was that in the background I heard something in the background um, yeah I got I got totally distracted I, I completely got derailed somebody was like rubble I feel so bad the window's um, open and my neighbor's just like yelling at his kids and all you hear is that and I'm like oh damn <laughs> Oh, that's I, I mean, it's it's fine. I'm I'm easily distracted. Same. Um, uh, like laser pointers do it for me all the time. I'm like, oh, dot. I'm like, I gotta go. I'm like, look over uh, there. He's like, huh? Yeah, I know. yeah, I know, right? So, but yeah, that's you know that's interesting. But it's it's also good that you know that about yourself. To get back to the meat, the meat of the question, that you know that about yourself, that you would be fine being acquaintances with a person, but you don't have to tell them your truth. And I know um, it's the truth. Or you don't have to. Huh? Oh, no, 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 I said, oh, no, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that you don't have to, um, well, see, and that's another thing that, that's where I come from a lot of times is that it's not any of your fucking business. Like, yes. when we talk, you know, when we talked earlier about does a guy share with his family that he's dating a trans woman, and my answer to that is always, if she's okay with it and gives you permission to share, but other than that, it's not your story to tell. Exactly. Like, That's not, also how I feel. It is not my job to tell on you. Yes. Uh, it would it would not be my job to be like, oh, well, Celestria was born as a different gender than she is today. Yes. Like, she didn't want me to tell you, but I'm going to tell you yes. anyway because who cares? I'm like, no, that's not my story to tell. I think that's so funny because um, I actually had that conversation last night with a guy because he's – he. lots of people hit me uh, – hit on me when I'm in public, whatever. So this one mm-hmm. guy really caught my attention. We, like, really interacted. And I saw he tried to come in for a kiss. So I looked at him and I was like, listen, there's something I need to tell you. 
this is what it is. I kept it a buck. He was like contemplating. He just kept looking at me. He's like, okay. He's like, I just need to process this. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then he goes, he's like, the only thing that I keep thinking about is what happens when like we have to tell my family? And I'm like, why would we have to tell your family? And he's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, you have to explain something that you explained to me to them. I'm like, why? They're not sleeping with me. I'm like, what, who I am and what's going on is nobody's business but yours and mine. If that even gets to that point. I'm like, why do I have to tell your mom or your dad or you have to explain to your parents who I am? I'm like, you can't tell. Nobody can tell. You think your family's going to be able to tell? Eh, eh, sis. Like, (laughs) you don't have to share that if you don't want to. And I'm not sharing. Like, it's just nobody's business. I will share if I'm sleeping with your whole family. If one day we all get into, like, an orgy, which is really fucking weird... But if it happened, I'd keep it a book. But we're, that's never happening. So, you know, I've seen videos like that of the whole the stepsister, <laughs> stepbrother. I've seen those videos too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm on the other side of the fence on that. I'm, I would absolutely tell my family. So, yeah. uh, I'm not comfortable with that level of dishonesty with my family. Um, I mean, I commend you genuinely. I don't so think it's dishonesty because if you're like if you think of it as being like, how are you lying? Um, you know, it's definitely more of a live omission. And also, you know, you don't, uh, the last thing you want is, uh, not the last thing, but um, I would say it's a live omission. It's not being 100% truthful. And then, you know, I get I get it if you, if the girl is, and this is different, you know, the whole community is different. Some girls want to live stealth. Some girls you know, wear their trans identity on their shoulder, on their sleeve, you know, everybody's different. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, who I bring home to my family and I invite to be a part of my family is, you know, that's me bringing you home is really tantamount to me being like, okay, well you could be the one. And if you could be the one, uh, I'm going to tell my family, my sisters, my family, my sisters, already know my, my best friends already know I date trans women and you know especially with my family and there are families other families out there just like this mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's better for you to prepare people than sure. for somebody to clock and then for it to become this big blow up and now you're uncomfortable because you're in a space where people are uncomfortable with you and they haven't been properly prepared for it because a lot of people True. Have uh, I, uh, mm-hmm. never even met a trans person. True. Know? Well, that's not uh, true. You probably met a trans person. You just couldn't tell. Well, I mean, well, they right. don't. So as far as they well, know, they, 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 they know they never met anybody that have, they have conversed with and gotten to known and been a friend of. Like yes. trans people in a lot of circles, trans people are not a part of certain people's world. So with me, it isn't that, oh, I have to, I have, it is, and I don't even think it's that big of a deal, like, to keep a secret. So what if people know? I mean, aren't we, aren't we all here to push acceptance and, and, yes. and for this to be normalized so that there is no, should you tell or should you not tell? It doesn't matter if people know because you know what you're dating and you know what kind of person you are and you know what you're about. Like, I'm confident in me and I know if somebody in my family had a problem with it, I would stand, I would stand up for my woman, but I, I really don't think it's like a well. Why did you tell him? Well, why is it such a big deal to tell him? And they, that it's not a bad thing. It's not no, a bad thing truth. that you're trans. Like I don't get what the issue is. And um, you know this whole secrecy. Well, 
you shouldn't tell him. And it was like, eh, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to be a hundred percent with my, with my, like I said earlier in the show with my mom, mm-hmm. but you know, even my sisters, my best friends, I'm not going to try and, well, I'm going to just try and sneak by and so they don't know. And it's like, no, well, I think means. you should, I think you should speak on it when the timing is appropriate. Like if it comes up in conversation, let's speak about it, but I'm not about to sit here and be like, Hey, do you want French toast? ET dubs. I was born. Like, you know? No, no, I would, I would tell people before you show up because I think show, having you show up in an environment. Okay, that's that, very different. I can understand. Like you that. have to pre- truly you, preparing. We we know our family members, and we know some of the people that may be problematic, and the yeah. ones that are, they need to be let. You need to let them know under no uncertain terms. Mm-hmm. Are you going to disrespect the person, the mm-hmm. woman I'm bringing over? Mm-hmm. Preach. So, Everybody, like, we need to, to know right off preach. top. This is what it is. So I'm telling you. So you have fair warning. If you act a fool, either we're gone or you may catch hands, whatever. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm very clear with a lot of folks. If you can't respect who I'm with, then you don't need to see me. It's and I ain't going to be coming around. But that, that's, a, that's a different thing altogether, Chris. And that's a, that's a you standing up for your woman in preparation for what could be disrespect or prejudice or anything like that. So I wouldn't go to my coworker and say, hey, everybody, look. My coworker's trans. It's just like well, that, know, right. Well, that's and that's that that's doesn't more, make more sense. What I was going and that's more where I was going with it, which is you. What you're saying, Chris, is you're prepping a person, saying you will not disrespect my person. Yes, that's mm-hmm. very different. Home, and and I'm standing up for you. What I was saying was. I don't want to bring a person home and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, they were a boy at one point in time. Yeah, yeah you can't just drop That's it. where I, I thought like, you meant. Out of the I didn't blue. think you right. meant, you're not going to disrespect for this person. You're not going to do this down the third, you know? It's just sort of pushing them out into the open and being like, there they are, get them. Yeah, and then <laughs> just like, uh... <laughs> Ma, it's like, wait, you're black? <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm black. Yes, and you did. I always keep my passport. <laughs> imagine, um, imagine you bring a T-girl home and they just look at her and they're like, wait, she's Asian? Like... That's the problem. Uh, oh. That's exact. Actually, that's literally what happened in my family. I'm kidding, but um, actually, for me, it would, it would my, be bad. Not bad, but it would be a thing if uh, she were anything. If she were like Jewish or something like that. I actually Boy, brought a Catholic hey. girl home, and it was a huge fucking deal. Really? Whoa, oh, my these, my dragon lady of a mom went in on her, and I was too young and stupid dragon to like speak up. So I just sat there while my mom just went on and on, berating this girl about her religion. And I was too stupid. I was too young and stupid to know any better. Now I know better, but it was just me at seventeen. I was like, "Damn, she's really getting it from mom." Uh, <laughs> and, and you're like, "You're not gonna say nothing." No, at, at that age, no. Nah, I'm, I'm saying like, you're looking at the girl. Yeah. Like you're not gonna even, say nothing. You don't want to stand up for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> this is the opportunity. Bitch, you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just I. I I don't know, just younger, young, younger days. That's too funny. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's I. I don't know what to say other well, than it's just you know, it's different telling folks and all that stuff. Listen, yeah, just yeah, yeah. have the well, conversation with your significant other and figure out a common ground where you both are comfortable with what you want to say and you how go. you want to say it. Yeah, Go towards sure. that. Right. So if he sure. wants to be open so, about it and you're mm-hmm. comfortable with that, let that happen. If mm-hmm. you're not comfortable with that, communicate that. Communicate that to them, and let yeah. them know. Hey, listen. Let's do it together, or let me do it, or you know, whatever you want to do. But find a middle ground. Communication. Yeah. So it's a, it's a thing of respecting your significant other's story while yes. demanding respect yes. for your relationship. 
So. Yep. So that's yeah, all the really. That's all the. Well, unless we we do have one extra question, but I think we're kind of pressed we, for time we're here. Out of time. We might so. not be able to fit it in today's show, but we we will bring it back for another one. And um, yes, we will. Yeah, this is this has been really great. Thanks for joining us uh, today, Celestria. This no worries. You were Thank absolutely you. Thank amazing you, honestly, on the show like... today. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. It's a good one. It was amazing. Yeah, I really liked um, the show. It was great. I've wanted to do this forever. Well, there you go. Now, now, see dreams do come true. Uh, Celestria, I want to give you a moment to uh, promote any of your social media or anything that you want to do, so Ooh. our listeners can find yeah, you and yeah. follow promote you and yourself. Give, you some, give you some support and some love and followers. As we always talk about, we are five star guys here on this show. We do not spam our guests with random dick pics. We will not be doing that. If you are in Celestria's area and you think that you have a chance, be a fucking gentleman. Don't be a Celestria. geo. Go for it. Don't be afraid to take, say hello. Trust me, I'm a very easy person to talk to. I'm very understanding. I'm very open. And I would say the voice matches the face. <laughs> Let me say it there like that. There you go. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, take it away. Give you give yourself some shameless self. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Instagram is Celestria C E L E S T R I A underscore. OnlyFans is OnlyFans.com slash Valentina underscore underscore. Um, don't add me on Facebook. That's for family. Uh, <laughs> Twitter is Celestria Cepeda. So first name Celestria, last name Z E P E D A. And I want to say that's about it. Yeah. Message me. Hit me up. Let's talk. Let's figure things out. If you have any questions, don't be afraid to ask me. I'm very open about my transition, about the experiences I've had. And um, I don't know. I'm just, I don't, I'm an open person. So don't be afraid to talk. <laughs> well, that's great. So uh, I got I got nothing else to say other than to say thank you very much for joining of us course. on our show. Yeah, thanks for coming um, through. And being a being a part of this, Chris, you got any final thoughts? No, no, I'm pretty good, man. It was a great show. Cool. Yes, it was. It was another good one for uh, another good one in the books. Yeah, well, that's what we try to do every time. Try to get good ones in the books. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. Guys. Bye. Follow the Trans Talk for Men podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. We love talking to our fans. You can also reach us at transsoftformen at gmail.com.